You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we're tackling the topic of time management. No guests today. It's just Corey and I talking throughout the show. And we've got a lot of ground to cover on time management. We have a course coming out that is all about time management and helping you to master it. And this is a really good lead in to some of the things that you'll learn there. So Corey, how are you doing today? Doing well, Julie. How are you doing today? I am good. I This is one of those days where our schedule kind of got derailed a little bit throughout really the day. Really derailed today. Yeah. So this is a good day to be talking about time management yes. because we did not have the best time management day today, did no, we? No, we didn't. Every single meeting we had today went over and then some. Yes. Yes. Every single one did. And that, I guess that happens when you're working with clients though, right? Yep. All right. So um, I'm just going to start off by asking you a question about time management. And that is, how would you rate yourself as, as being effective with time management? Um, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the best, I would say I'm, I'm probably... It depends on the day, but on average, I'm probably like a six, maybe. A six, okay. Um, how do you think I am with time management? Depending on the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna hurt. I yeah, can see no, it already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I'd say you're 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 better than me on average. There's there's some days that are better than others, and you're much better at at least attempting to work out scheduling and, and times and scheduling the day and blocking off time and all that where I'm, I'm more, I'm a little more loose with my schedule. You are, you are definitely looser with your schedule than I am. Um, I am um, with my own time. I am very, I don't want to, I don't like to be regimented, right? Because I want to have, I don't want to suddenly feel like having a, a business is like, working for corporate America again. Right. Sure. So I try to have some flexibility in there, but I'm really good at planning the priorities Yeah, that I am very good at. And I think that it, it, for time management, especially like for me, when I say I'm a little more loose, it's, you have that list of things that you, like, for me, I have that list of things that I need to get done for the week. Mm -hmm. And I just start chipping away at that list. And I know I'm like, all right, well, I might have to stay up a little later tonight or, you know, whatever it is based upon everything going on and it's it's the calls going over calls getting scheduled that I wasn't planned for um you know whatever it is the like things pop up but but mostly it's going off the list of okay here's everything that has to get done this week and as soon as it's done everything else is gravy yeah and I'm two things first off you know calls pop up on our schedule all the time right like yesterday afternoon at like noontime our day was completely empty today. With the exception of recording this podcast, we didn't have anything else on the schedule. And by like six o'clock last night, our that calendar was full for today. So we originally wanted to record this much earlier in the day. And, you know, it's late in the day now and we're just getting to it because we had so many other things pop up and 
that's certainly one of the things you have to be able to do is navigate around that. The other thing is we're, I, one area where I think we're exceptionally good at time management and gives us the, you know, some credibility to speak to it is that we sit down together and look at like, what are the things that absolutely have to get done this week? And, you know, create this Google doc every week that goes through, like, these are the days, this is what has to be done on these days. Right. And who owns that task. And we don't have to spend any time going back and forth asking like, Hey, did you do that thing? Cause all we have to do is go look on the sheet and see, is it crossed off? Okay. It's done. If it's not crossed off, then it's like, okay, let me check in and see if it's done. Especially if it's like a hinge task where I can't do something till you were supposed to have done something else or, or vice versa. Yeah. And we're pretty good at that. And there's other times where we forget to cross things off when we we've completed something, but forgot to cross it off or we've crossed something off and the other person just assumes that we haven't done it yet. And, you know, it's like, did you do that thing? Yeah, it's crossed off. Oh, that's my fault for not looking at the sheet. Yes. And I know lately I've been crossing some of your stuff off and I always feel like I'm stealing your joy when I do that. Cause that I, is one of my favorite things. I know how much you like to cross yeah. things off of lists. So I try not to do it, but I'm also like, I want that list to reflect where we actually are with things. Sure. Um, but let's get into some of the ways to manage time. And I think that talking about how quickly today's calendar filled up uh, just over the course of a couple hours yesterday is a good example. So um, I like to block time on the calendar that nobody else can schedule over, essentially. And, and I had a tentative meeting scheduled for today, and I looked at the calendar, and there was nothing on it. And I was like, ah, you know, no big deal. And so I didn't bother to block any time off. And then late last night, you'd mentioned that, you know, we had a busy day today. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I need some time for this meeting that I didn't put on the calendar because I didn't think I was going to need to, but yeah, blocking off time on the calendar, just so you can work on things you need to work on or just have time off. I mean, that that's one of the things that I used to do in corporate America all the time is just, especially when I was uh, working, working hand in hand with the gin bot and she put multiple, multiple, multiple meetings on my calendar. And, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just like every open hour that I have, I'm blocking off. I've got a meeting there. And they're like, what you, what's, your, what's your meeting? I'm like, oh, I got a phone call with the West Coast. No, I just needed some time to do work. <laughs> yep. I, well, I love, we, months ago, you blocked our calendars until 10 a.m. every day so that nobody could schedule anything in the morning for us. And it was great because one, you're not really a morning person. And so it removed the ability for it removed the possibility that we that something was going to get scheduled early morning and it was going to kind of throw a wrench in your day in terms of being able to um, productively attend a meeting or do something. But my most productive time is in the morning. And so by having that time blocked for me, I can get all of those really critical high priority tasks done between like 6 and 10 a.m., and, and be like, okay, I know that this stuff isn't going to fall through the cracks. So it's a strategy that works really, really well for us. And I think, you know, knowing when your most productive time is, is huge. Yeah. And I know that nobody's going to schedule a meeting at 10 PM. So. Well, now we have a client in Hawaii, so there's a chance it could happen, except for they can't because our calendar doesn't allow yeah, for it. I did tell them, I was like, Hey, they're like, I, I'm a, I'm a night owl. So yeah. if you <laughs> If you want to, we can, uh, we can meet late, but um, yeah. So let's go on. Let's, let's move on. We've kind of beat that to death, I think. So uh, what are some other ways that you effectively manage your time? Me? Yes. 
Um, well, I do my planning on Sundays, <clears throat> excuse me, for the whole week, like for the priorities, right? I kind of look at the calendar and see what days do we have where we have a little bit more flexibility where there's not a lot of things scheduled yet. And then I may take a couple of hours on those days and, and block them so that they don't get scheduled. Um, but I look on Sundays and, and map out like what my week looks like. I also um, have started where I have blocked in the morning at like from 5.30 to 7 to be able to do like get a workout in, do some reading, like those things that I like to do that if I don't do those things first thing, so they're not work related, but they make me better at work. I block those in the, I block time in the morning to be able to do those things so I can be more productive because I don't want to spend 14 hours a day just working on the business. I want to also be able to do some things that are just for me. So that's one of my tricks. Mornings blocked and Sundays I plan. What about you? Uh, I just like to set deadlines for myself. I work well with deadlines. So. Do you work well with deadlines where you're cre creeping up on them and you like that sense of like the rush of having to complete something by a deadline? No, I just like the structure of having like, this has to be done by this day. So the way that you set up the schedules for the week is helpful because it's it's on this day, this thing needs to get done. Now there isn't a time, which is great, but it's like, as long as Wednesday, this task is complete. It's like, that's, I know that's all I have to do you know, for that one particular, whatever it is for that week. Um, and then, like I said, if there's extra time in the day, it's, it's nice to get ahead, you know, a little bit ahead. You can't get so far ahead that you can get, um, you can get a little bit ahead, but yeah. You're kind of, when it comes to work, you're kind of a silent assassin in that you can get more done in like an eight hour day than almost anybody I know. Like when you are on, you are so productive like, right. Like when you're like really firing all cylinders, like you can knock out like 20 videos in like two hours. I mean, like, all right, done, 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 done. And then there are other days where if you don't have like a very, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I, this is more of a question, I guess. If you don't have a plan for the day, it feels like there are days where you just like produce nothing. And it's like, what's he doing over there today? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely, I mean, that's the, the ADD kicking in for sure. Where it's just like, oh, well, I don't really have anything that I need to focus on today. So I'll kind of do a little bit of that. I'll do a little bit of this. I'll look at this other thing over here. I'll look at like two weeks ahead and yeah. So, so that's the, con that's the, that's the downfall of context switching, right? Where like, do you think, so context switching. Yeah, I was actually, that's the question that you put on here. And I was going to ask you that because I don't even know what that is. What okay. is context switching? That's great. So, um, and that was completely accidental. Nice lead in. So context switching is when you work on something for, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And then you're like, oh, let me go work on this. And then you switch over and you start working on that. And then you switch and maybe you switch back to the first thing or you're, you're switching between tasks and not finishing tasks. You're just moving through them. The problem with context switching is people don't, people always fail to, they underestimate the amount of time it takes them to actually acclimate and get back into the groove of working on that new thing. And so it really takes away from their ability to be uber productive. You know who taught me context switching? Who? Rick Painter. Ah. Yes. Never thought I'd hear, hear his name on this podcast. But. <laughs> now we've heard it. Yeah. Yes. But, but context switching, I'm guessing is a problem or some, I, I, yeah, I'll use the word problem, but it's, it's something that I'm guessing people with ADD and ADHD face a lot, right? Where they're like constantly moving between things. So 
I have an ADHD podcast you can go listen to. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, go listen to our podcast yeah. with John Torrance. The one that we recorded? <laughs> yes. yes. I was there. <laughs> yes, uh, you were. Yeah, and that's, it, it, like, I totally agree on that, because you know how my, my love for Excel, and I'll go in and I'll build this amazing formula out and everything, and then if I don't finish what I'm doing on that worksheet, it takes me probably just as much time to go back in and remember um, what uh, remember what I was doing. So I have to go back in and look at the formula and then backtrack. And like, why did I get to where I was? Where I was like, oh, I just finished the thing that I was working on. You yeah. Know, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Finish what you started. That's my, that's my tip for the day. Yes. Finish what you started. Exactly. We should probably take a quick commercial break sure. and this feels like a good time to do that. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk more about time management. Hey everyone. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our upcoming course on time management that launches on Monday, April 12th. If you ever find yourself asking for more hours in the day or time with the family, this is what you need to help master your time and your schedule. The course is called Time Bomb, and all the details can be found on our site under the Courses tab. Starting on April 12th, we'll have a completely free assessment designed to help you understand where you're strong and where you may need to focus to help you improve how you use the 24 hours we all get each day. Be sure to also check out our partners and the bundle offer we have that will give you a few additional tools to help you take control of your days. You can find out all the information you need on sbpace.com. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are continuing our conversation on time management, and we are going to get on to the next question. So we just finished context switching. Um, can I pick the next sure, one? Go right I ahead. would love to talk about, I struggle with this one a lot. So I just um, would love your thoughts on this. So there's this sort of do more culture, right? Where you have people that, you know, they, they think that it's, it's cool or it gives them credibility to be working 24 seven or, you know, just long exhaustive days, not taking vacation. And you hear, I hear this a lot in some of the networking groups that I'm in where, you know, it's five o'clock on Friday and it's, you know, most people are going to knock off for the weekend. And that's when you'll see the messages like, oh, this is, this is separation time. This is where the, the real entrepreneurs and, and, you know, the real like business, small business owners or business owners, this is where they set themselves apart. And you're like, shit, now I like, should I take time off tonight or should I keep working? Right. And I, because I'm so frequently not, I'm not saying that I am, but because I am so frequently surrounded by like my network is really high performers, right? That's, and not, I'm not saying I'm a high performer, but that's a lot of people in my network are. I sometimes feel crippled by those types of statements of you should be working more and like, you know, keep, keep pushing. There's always work to be done. Don't waste the weekends. And you're such a proponent of balance and you got to take the time off. And so I've got like, it's this push pull thing for me. And I'm just, I, I want to talk about this. Yeah. I, uh, I agree that being an entrepreneur, you have to put in extra time. You have to work harder. You have to be willing to work hours that you wouldn't, if you had that crappy, you know, corporate job, but overall you got to have time off Friday afternoons, beautiful day. Fuck it. Go for a walk. Go, you know, go for a bike ride, whatever. I mean, beautiful day today. You know, I'm not going to get cooped up inside this afternoon on the computer. Today's already a waste in my book because it already got blown out of the water with all the client calls. So I just wrote off Friday. Why not? <laughs> well, that's a terrible tip for time management, Corey. That's terrible. 
But I guess the reality is this, right? You can, you can still participate in separation season, if you will, without having to work every minute of your weekend. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like with the balance is you have to spend time. I mean, what's the point in being successful and having, you know, multiple businesses and all this money and whatever, if you're not really enjoying it now, if that's what you really enjoy doing, that's great. But, you know, I don't think anybody enjoys neglecting their friends and family. Um, Well, if your friends and family are assholes, you might. Yeah, we'll find a a new set of friends, build a new family. Um, (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, like today it's it's a beautiful afternoon and I'm not going to beat myself up because I wasn't very productive today. You know, go enjoy the afternoon. And then, you know, this evening I got nothing on the schedule. So, you know, it's uh, do a couple hours of work tonight just because, you know, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Um, type of thing. But yeah, it's, it's taking time off to do other things is important because you, you need to be able to clear your head in order to like, you can't work 14 hours a day, seven days a week and actually feel like you're being productive. It's like the, the whole, uh, analogy of you know like uh, the duck swimming and it looks all peaceful but it's like paddling his little legs underneath the water or whatever and it's like you're just you're just paddling to paddle like you can just sit sometimes and just let the current take you every once in a while yeah and i think there's a lot to be said for what happens with your brain when you get out in nature right and you're able to reset and 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 come up with like ideas and 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 think of things from a different perspective so so that's always you know, that's part of that balance. And I'm a big proponent of that. Definitely. From a mental health standpoint as well. Like if you can't, like, you're not going to be productive in your business. If all you're doing is focusing on the business, you have to step back, you have to reset, you have to focus on something else, whether it's a hobby, you know, cooking dinner, whatever it is, like there has to be like, you, you need to step away. Otherwise you're like, again like we were talking about this yesterday when i explained that one point in the 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 course we were making and you're like i don't understand this and i was like well like you can only do so much work like you can only get so far ahead of the game and you know some people are like oh i can fine-tune this and i can like like perfection is going to be be an issue so you know like you need to get it to 90 95 percent and be happy with that. And then you need to be able to say, okay, I've got next week planned and I've got next month planned out. And I kind of know what I'm going to do the next month after that, but I'm not going to worry about what's happening three months from now, because what happens next month could totally change what happens three months from now. Yeah. And I think, you know, we do from, for us, we do a good job of, we laid out a really good plan. The the guideposts, I guess, for the plan for the year, right? We're like, these are the things we want to accomplish. This is what we're going to look at. And then we sat down probably mid-February and we're like okay we are like six seven weeks into the year these are the things we were supposed to be focusing on Q1 how many of those are still true I'm like eh let's throw that overboard let's push that let's yes this yes this and we added some things in that weren't originally there and we took some things out and then we figured out how to plan around that but when you start with that overarching plan right like the big picture and you just decompose it all the way down to, you know, quarterly, then monthly, and then you can build a weekly plan around that, then it makes it easier to manage your time and to make sure that you're focusing on the priorities of the business. It's really easy to focus on the small shit, right? Like I could get lost on social media 
for eight hours a day and not doing social media because I enjoy social media because I think we all know I don't, but being able to like, you know, go in and, you know, prospect for clients and be, you know, trying to engage with potential people and join all these different groups on Facebook and read posts and see, Hey, who needs a business plan creator or who's struggling with time management or, Oh, who's really, really not clear at all on how to grow their business and figure out how we can help them. But in, in all honesty, I don't know. Those aren't the most effective things for me to do with my time, especially if that's not scheduled. Yeah, I will uh, say that your dislike of social media is debatable. No. Being the one, the very social one out of the two of us. But I'm not going to get into that conversation on this podcast. I am social, but that doesn't mean I like social media. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's move on. How about that? Okay, let's move on. Let's do it. Let's talk about the excuses that most people give for poor time management. That's not what the question says. Oh, do you want me to say shitty? <laughs> okay, shitty time management. Yes, okay. Um, number one excuse you hear. Let's see. The number one excuse I hear for why people have shitty time management is because everyone else takes control of their day. Yeah, the other one, and this was, uh, I was guilty of this for the longest time. I'm the only one that knows how to do everything. Oh, Corey. Yes, you still use that on me. Well, that's because you don't know how to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, Except for social media. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no. Yes, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that those are two, uh, I think they're pretty similar in terms of the, the root cause, and that's, Uh, when it comes to like training and delegation, like being able to get your team to a point where they can be somewhat autonomous. I I would say another, I agreed, but I would say another thing too, because I'm starting to think, I'm I'm thinking faster than I'm talking right now. And I'm thinking about people who are like solopreneurs or there's only two of them in in the business like us, right? And there's a lot of work that has to be done. There's only so many hours in the day. And so you, people that don't, prioritize. They don't know like what are the most important things that we can do that I can do or we can do for the business, right? And thinking about like using the method of um, stay close to the cash, right? So is this going to bring us revenue? How close to revenue is revenue generation is this task? And if it's not close, it's probably not a super high priority. Right. Unless it's, you know, something that's going to avoid a lo- help you avoid a lawsuit or something. Sure. And I mean, you can't forget about the things that support all of the stuff because I hate, you know, being the, the back end person, uh, the back of the house person in restaurants. And, you know, the, when I was in corporate America, being the person who's uh, in procurement or whatever, like supporting everybody else. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's sales, sales, sales. And I'm like, don't forget about everybody that's uh, making sure that sales can sell. Oh, yeah. I, 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 so, and that's the funny thing. Like, I look at like when you're doing stuff for us in Kajabi, like 100%, like I think that aligns directly with staying close to the cash. No, I agree. I'm just saying not you, but a lot of people, they're like, well, we need to work more on sales. We need to sell. We need to oh sell. yeah. And it's, it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta have that, that support system. You gotta have that foundation. You have to have that framework in order to uh, be successful at selling. Um, 
and that that's something that that a lot of people they overlook everything that goes into that especially if you're talking about growing your business or mm-hmm. uh buying out a, a competitor or, or you know hiring a new employee even i mean yeah you know, something as simple as that. So let me ask you a question. You, so let's just say that somebody has a product-based business. One of our listeners has a product-based business and, um, they're, they make, you know, the, the product that they make, they spend so much time focusing on the quality and the craftsmanship of the product that they're, they can't ever even estimate how long it will take to make the product, right? They're making it, and it just takes forever for them to, it, it could, it could take them two hours. It could take them 40 hours, just depending on how much time and, and where, how close they want to get to perfect on it. Right. And it is a perfectionism problem, but so that's, that's as close to the cash as you can get. Cause that's the product, right? That's, that's what people are buying, but how do you, what guidance would you give to somebody who is really stuck on making their product just perfect and they can't, they're not focusing on the other parts of the business. Is this making this product for production or like design phase still? No, it's for production. So they're, they're producing it to sell it. to push Yes. It out the door. Yes. Okay. Um, I would, I'm, it's all about processes there. It's documenting how, what you do, how you do it and, and figuring out where you could, just save time, save money. So it's, you know, batching. Remember that one person we talked to a little while, a while ago, they had a, a product and we're not, I'm not going to get into it, but they were making things like one at a time and order at a time. Oh, yes. And it was like, why don't you make 50 at a time? You know, yes. like it took, it, it took her, you know, two hours or whatever. Yeah, and it would have one, taken her two hours, to two make and 50. a half hours to make 50. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, so just documenting the process, reviewing it, start to finish and then figuring out places where you can save time, you can save money, you can outsource, you know, because it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, you might, you might outsource the product to a company to produce for you. And maybe the quality is not as good, but it's still acceptable, but that's going to save you a ton of time where you can actually just sell the product and make money. Yeah. Or if you insist on spending that much time on the product, then you probably need to raise your prices because you're limited in what you can do or your capacity has a cap. Hire help to help produce it hire a sales team to sell for you. I mean, there's a, there's a, a ton of directions that you could go to improve that. And, um, you know, we have another uh, a friend who uh, is having that problem where it's like, you know, it, it, it takes time and they, you know, they need to be hands-on and it's like every single product has to, and it's like, okay, at some point you're going to ha- like, if you want to ramp this up, you're going to have to give up some sort of control in the process, you're going to have to outsource, you're going to have to hire, you're going to have to do something because you can't make every single thing that you're putting out. Right. There's not enough of you yeah. for to meet the demand of the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% agree. So, and it's interesting that I, I would not have thought that that was a process wouldn't have been the first place that I went as a solution for that. So I'm, I'm glad that I asked that question because that's, that's helpful. Okay. Well, I think we need to start wrapping this up here, but before we go, what is one tip that you would give to everybody out there to improve their time management skills? One tip that I would give to everybody to improve their time management skills is to 
plan their week, right? So plan your week out for the high priority work that has to be done. And then each morning, the first thing that you should do is look at what's on your calendar or your task list for the day. And you're going to have to make adjustments as you go, especially if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, and you don't know what's coming up. And so be able to, you know, be a little bit nimble with it, but you need the structure. You need the framework of a, of a plan to get you through the week. How about you? What would your tip be? Um, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about at the beginning. And it's just blocking off time, blocking off time on your calendar for what I like to call free play. So, you know, it could be, it could be that, that time that you're using to complete tasks. It could be that time that you use to, you just want to go for a walk. Um, It could be, you know, I'm going to go take a nap, whatever it is. Like, you know, just make sure that there's time in the day that you can, you can utilize if your calls go over, if, you know, an emergency arises, if, you know, your kid gets the flu and has to stay home and now you can't do everything that you wanted to do that day and you could push it off to a later day in the week. Some, at some, that's great advice. And at some point we're going to have to talk about naps because I don't understand how you can nap and then still sleep at night. It's that's a different podcast. That is a different podcast. So, well, listen, we didn't have a guest. So thank you for having this conversation you're today. welcome thank you you're welcome it was enjoyable thanks to our listeners for tuning in um, we appreciate you and we hope that you found this information helpful and if you want to connect with us reach out on social media uh, we are on linkedin twitter instagram facebook and we now have a youtube channel all of that is on our website svpace.com and if you want to reach out all of our contact info is out there as well and you know what we would love if you subscribed to our podcast, we love it when people subscribe and we love it even more when they like us and they leave us a review. Man, do we love feedback. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to svpace.com. We've got a form out there that you can fill out. Or if you want a want us to cover a certain topic, we are also happy to do that. Just reach out and let us know. Um, while you're on our website, click through to buy our book on Amazon. It was the number one bestseller. It is called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. Like it and give us a review. And if you've already purchased the book, go back and give us a review, please. We love the reviews. Yeah, one star, five star. We'll take them all. We love them. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.